little babies. Thank you, Irene. Thank you. Thank you, uh, boys. How are you? Good, you. Excellent. Raymond, why don't you kick us off uh, the show off with your opening take here? Well, my opening take starts it off with the New England Patriots game last evening against the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, we lost in brutal uh, overtime fashion, but Mac Jones going out there after making a mental mistake, throwing that pick six, uh, coming back on the field next play, 75 yard bomb to Kendrick Bourne. You know, that's the kind of guy we want to see going forward. I think our season's over with, but it's nice looking ahead, seeing Mac Jones uh, being able to just wipe away the negativity, go out there and fucking just throw a dime to Kendrick Bourne. I know this makes you very unhappy, Rich, but fuck you. You fucking putts. <laughs> so we're, we're celebrating moral victories now. Are we, are we, are we on that now? <clears throat> not on only show? that, not only that, Bill, maybe we can get into this a little bit later. I don't want to take the opening too long here, but all of that Mac Jones stuff. Look, I, I've been the biggest supporter of Mac Jones the whole that game, at the end of that game, is not something to celebrate Mac Jones over. First of all, it wasn't a mental error on the pick six. It was a shitty No, that was a shitty throw. throw. And he had those slants. He better be working overtime in those slants because they have all they all were in that all spot, including that drop to Aguilar. And that pass to Bourne, I don't know what the fuck that safety was doing, but Bourne's head should have come off. I yeah, have he tried no to... idea where that safety was going. I was saying it in the stadium, too, last night. I was like, that it was all on the safety. You could see it a mile away. Like I mean, he, nice he, throw. They're, they're, nice. They're the route was better penalties. than the throw. Yeah, they're afraid to get penalties, and that's what it is. And it looked like he threw it flat-footed. And boy, I mean, it was a good throw to Bourne, but yeah, it was all Bourne. And like that was a problem. In terms of the mindset of of Mac Jones, I agree with you. I think he's a short memory, and and that'll be good for him. But you fucking Bobo, you come with a positive take after that. Allow me to go. This team's dead, dead in the water, not a playoff team, (laughs) failed season, second failed season in a row after you let, not only let, but probably push Tom Brady out the door. We don't have to rehash that whole saga again. But it's a failed season. It, uh, you're you're not player two and four. Your season is your schedule is too tough. They have proven time and time and time and time again that in close games they are not the team they once used to, they once were. And I don't think they have enough time this season to get there. Maybe next season. There's good enough players on this team and good enough coaching to get there, but it's not going to happen this season. Bye bye playoff hopes. You got seven or eight teams ahead of you. You're not going to get there. Sorry, not going to get there. It's not a playoff season for the New England Patriots this year. Bill, your opening take. Nathan Valdi, is he one of the best red uh, playoff pitchers in Red Sox history? You know, he's four and one career uh, record. They've, they're eight and one in games he's pitched in the playoffs. He's only lost one game, and it was against the Dodgers, six innings, and then 18 inning, 18 inning game, game three, in I believe, in, in relief, mind you. And what, you know, gutsy performance, especially after 41 minute delay, came out, only gave up the three runs. Probably could have went fucking 41 minute delay. Well, God, I, baseball. You have to, you have to get let, you have to let Ordoruzzi get, you know, health. You have to get him, let him warm up so that he, he can go through his whole thing. It sucks that it was 41 minutes, but you know, good to see him come out. This is exactly the start we needed. I floated the idea of maybe pulling him a little early so you can kind of get some extra relief out of him. Maybe game four. He, he did make it to game five, uh, uh, fifth inning kind of saved the bullpen a little bit. And that's what you're going to need with Erod coming up tonight. It's probably one of the biggest starts of his career. Truthfully, uh, you know, it, this is a pivotal this sounds game. like a really long opening take bill. That's that you're it. Coming up. It's because he's rambling. On the fly. It's because I'm on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll certainly get to the Red Sox, ALCS and Nathan Evaldi game two performance really, you know, was overshadowed by the offense. Uh, we'll do Patriots Cowboys talk and uh, some Patriots future. Uh, your Braves 
up 2-0 in the NLCS. We'll cover yeah, a little back-to-back back walk-offs, baby. Let's go. Uh, Bruins opening night. They got the W, and the Celtics start the season on Wednesday before the next show we record. So uh, that's basically that, what that segment's going to be. The Celtics start the season on Wednesday. Uh, other than that, looking to have some jolly good old laughs with the chinless fucking Ray down in the bottom with that guy, giant hand fucking microphone. And uh, Billy Rambles. Welcome to the Silver Mind Sports Show, Fat Tuesday Weekend Roundup, October 12th. I've been killing the dates lately. No. October 19th, dude. (laughs) I got a daughter's birthday this week, too, you fucking idiot. Damn it. All right. Well, (laughs) welcome to the show. People are going to think that that was on purpose. That was not on purpose. <laughs> no, I know no. it was on purpose. Damn. <laughs> and uh, you were like, well, too tuning your own horn, too. I've been fucking, I've been fucking nailing wild. the day lately. That was October 12th, baby. Boom. That was like, uh, 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 what was the, what the hell was the Lakers oh, guy? Uh, I know who you're talking about. Nick. Uh, yeah, Swish, whatever the fuck is Nick. Dan Axel. Or no, Nick no, Young. No. Swizzy P. Swaggy P. Nick Swaggy, P. Swaggy P yeah, shot yeah. the three and he turned his back and did the shimmy and he bricked it. <laughs> that was me on the dates there. Uh, whether it be the 12th or the 19th, we are always brought to you by White Birch Craft Brewing in New Hampshire in Nashua, New Hampshire. Ray address, please. 460 Amherst Street. Good side of Amherst Street. Get on down to the brewery. Try yourself a pint. Try yourself a flight. Get everything new. It's all delicious. If you can't get down to the brewery, then certainly get it at your local beer stores. Wherever you get it, tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you White Birch Brewing. I've been slamming that tagline down for a year now, though. Can't take mm-hmm. that away from me, Ray. Mm-mm, never. Uh, Bill, you're at the game. That's, I a, was. that's a, that type of game is the worst game to be at. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Mac ups Jones, and downs, and you yeah, leave ups and downs, and it was kind of low. the fr- the first half wasn't so so exciting. You had seven lead changes, you know, in the last seven minutes of the game or four minutes of the game, include in overtime. So yeah, I mean, you know. I was crushed after that pick six. And of course I'm sitting next to a fucking Dallas fan. So they let me hear it. And I'm like, they're speechless. And then you see the fucking up and you score a touchdown a little too quick. You didn't want to score 75 yards in 16 seconds. You wanted to drown that clock up. Cause you left way too much time left for Dak to come down with over two minutes left, including the two minute warning and three timeouts. You scored too quick. This uh, Patriots offense of getting, of scoring. No, I know. But- touchdown too quick. <laughs> I know, but like, but your point you look, is made and correct. Yeah. Look at the game. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, the place was erupted when he, he you know, especially after that two point conversion, I, I thought we had it. I was like, oh shit, man, field goal. You know, you can, you can stop him here. Uh, 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 could have been the, the, the defense corner is in atrocious. The Third and 25, you got 24 yards, please. Yeah. Those were some of the key takeaways I had. So, um, the third down. Third and 25, you give up 24 yards to give up the game-tying field goal. The defense, Can't have that. on paper, the defense is top five in almost every category. But in every one of these games, specifically that they've lost, but even the games they've won, they have not gotten off the field in big-time in big time situations. Obviously, the overtime, you know, you give up that play to CeeDee Lamb. Um, no safety help. Greg Bedard put this on Twitter. No safety help on whatever that was, a 60-yard play to end the fucking game <clears throat> from cd lamb one-on-one coverage who's one of the fastest guys in the field who wide also, open on jalen mills who can't cover a fucking hat one-on-one i i don't know if there's bill belichick or steve belichick or the players i don't think i think we should kind of move off of blaming the coaches for everything at this point in the season it's everybody's fault 
But the last thing I'll say about that, that little wave and smile CD Lamb gave, Jalen Miller should have ripped his fucking helmet off his head and beat him over. I would have had more respect for him. Should have got his game yeah. suspension. Not the little push that he did, yeah. You can't no. let a guy do that to you in your own fucking stadium and, like, at least shove him or something. Get into, like, a fake brawl. He just took it. Took it. Oh, bad way to end uh, on top of that. Terrible, terrible. And you you can blame coaching. Like, I'm Josh McDaniels is high on my shit list right now. You know, the, you had Mac Jones was – 15 to 21. He was nine for nine in the first half. Why the fuck is Mac Jones throwing 21 passes? Why are you running on first and second down and setting up long third downs? Like let the kid throw, take the training wheels off. We want the training wheels off right now. And they're not doing it. Fourth and three in overtime, go for it. Fourth and three against Tampa Bay, instead of kicking a 54 yard field goal in, in the rain, go for it. Like, what are you doing? Like well, let the yesterday, kid- that was an excuse because they didn't go to a third down until the second half yesterday. I don't oh, care. Like uh, they uh, stop running. I get it. Damian Harris, 18 carries 101 yards, right? He ran pretty good. Stevenson looked okay, but he can't blitz protect to save his fucking life, mm-mm. but still mm-mm. let Mac throw. Like you saw it, like first down, it was incomplete. And then you run in on second down. Next thing you know, it's, you know, you get four yards again, it's fourth and three. And then you punt like, come on. Like that's in, where I have it. That's where I have a problem. Yeah. The fourth and three hurts me. The overall uh, look, this is this is my arcing theme about the Patriots. This is my opening take. I, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna stop nitpicking on the smaller things in game because they're not good enough no, team to be dumb. doing that. It's a it's a broader problem. They're just not there yet. However, that fourth and three, you've had three individual circumstances like that during this year where you should have gone gone for it and gone for the win. Instead, you've played you've played pussy ball, it, which we always used to shit on other teams coming in here and getting spooked by Belichick. Scared. You got to go for it. You, you can't give Brady the ball back. Well, your, your defense gave up 500 goddamn yards and you're going to give them the ball back in overtime. What are you fucking crazy to get a field goal to win? That's an absolute no braining coaching decision. So yeah, let's, let's jump all over them. Fourth and three in your own 46. I get it. You give them, you go, you lose the, you don't get the fourth down and it's basically game over. I understand that. But but it was game Basically, over anyway. It was game over anyway. And they, they mm-hmm. proved that against the Bucs and they proved that against the Cowboys. So um, yeah, it that's frustrating. But look, at the end of the day, Mac throws it 21 times, Mac throws it 51 times. We're bitching at coaching. How about Mac Jones just gets a little bit better and makes a couple more plays here and there? That's gonna be the difference in this team winning and losing. That's what's gonna be the difference. And who is doing the oh Romo? I didn't get all the game because I was out doing the thing, but at the end he was kind of nitpicking and picking apart Mac Jones for going for the safe throws instead of making Dallas uh, pay for cheating down. He's been doing it all year. He's a rookie. It's going to happen. Momo was caressing the Dallas Cowboys balls all day. Of course game. he was. Of course he was. It, was. it was fucking annoying. I almost fucking muted it because it was so bad. I'll tell you what. One thing about being in the stadium is I don't have to hear those cuts. That's for damn sure. The no, one but everyone I... around you has to hear you, and that's that's enough for them. <laughs> I was I was pretty quiet. I was really drunk, but, you know. <laughs> that surprise, third in... surprise. Yeah, we snuck a bunch of nips into the game, so it worked out great. <laughs> didn't even fucking pat her down. Shoved them all in her jacket. I was like, yes. They didn't even go to the bra route or the boots? No, I said, shove them in your titties. She's like, wow, just put them right in here. I was like, okay, they're plastic, so let's do it. Someone had a meme for that on the uh, the, the overtime defense, the Patriots defense, uh, or the third down, whatever it was. It was like, need a stop. Got to put your best defense out, out there. And it was a Fox Bowl security just, like, barely waving guys. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude, they weren't even patting them down. They just put their hands up their sides. Mm-hmm. That um, was the worst play of the game, though, the third and 25. Worst well, this is the play worst they've play been beating all season, too. Like, talk about coaching and adjustments. I get it. But Jalen Mills giving inside leverage and five-yard cushion 
You want to talk about where's the safety? Season long. They've been getting beat on that fucking play. Fourth down after fourth down after fourth down against um, the Saints. Giving them 10 yards cushion. We're texting each other every fucking game. There's a big third down, fourth down. You got 10 yards cushion. They just slant on your ass. And there's no linebackers in there. Like, it's just so Houston. Yeah, there's another one. To give up that play, 24 yards on a 25. You knew it was coming, too. You knew it was coming. You couldn't hold them to 10. You couldn't just <laughs> stop them and make them kick a 50-yard field goal. Instead, there was a 44, 43, somewhere in that range. I don't even remember the distance. But it's still, it's like, those are the plays you stop on. I, I understand, like, you know, they're just trying to get a field goal at that point. They're not going for the fucking thing. And you just let it, what was it? Was it Lamb? I think it was CD Lamb. Just get wide open. And, like, where is Devin McCourty there? You're the single highest safety for a fucking reason. You One, you can't play cornerback. So they moved you to safety. You're the deep guy. This is the fucking Tampa one offense, Tampa two defense or whatever that you're playing. And where's McCourty? And he called himself out after the game for it. But dude, good. You, you noticed it after the game, but that's your play. That is why you're in the fucking game. You're the, you're the man over there to come up and stop that. It should not have been 24 yards, 24 fucking yards to set up a chip shot field goal for the, to the t- to tie to go to overtime after you just fucking scored 75 yard touchdown. And then bill kneeling, like, come on, let it, let the kid throw. I think he had a timeout left 25 seconds, 20 seconds left. Let him take a couple shots, right? Don't just concede the game and go into overtime. Same thing in the first half. You kneel down. I believe you had the timeout left too there with a minute and a minute 30 and a half minute and a half mm-hmm. left. Yeah. Minute and a half left. And you kneel down kind of bullshit. Again, let the kid throw. You just stopped Dak at the one yard line on fourth down. You got the fumble. Let the kid throw, like stop playing. I used to, we used to bitch with Brady. They used to do with Brady kneel down minute and a half, two minutes left timeouts. Like, what are you Especially doing when you get the ball back in the second? Why half. are you can see that you go up there. You're up 14, 10, you get down there, manage to get a field goal, 17, 10, and you get the ball back. That, that game right there flips if with a minute and a half and two timeouts, one timeout, whatever they had at the end of the first half, like this, it's bad coaching in my opinion. Yeah. And quickly, Jones- can I go quickly real quick? Yeah, with the whole, with the whole slants and you know the third down conversions, the fourth down and fourth and twenty four, you know how we're getting beat by the Saints, the Dolphins, the Houston, all that. This is like non Belichick like formula right now. Like he would see that in earlier weeks and be like, all right, we got to adjust to this. Teams are beating us easily by this. You know we got to stop giving up this cushion. I think you should never ever hire your own fucking son to be the defensive coordinator of this team because how the fuck are you gonna fire him? He just traded away the adjustment for a six-round pick two weeks ago. Oh, that was of course. The, that, of course, that was but, the adjustment that needed but, to be made. But how do you go into a locker room and start fucking bitching out your son? You know, I, I feel like his son has way too much control on this defense right now, and it's showing because there's not adjustments like in years past where they wouldn't be making these mental errors like game after game after game. Something has to be done in that locker room. I mean, it's not going to be Matt Patricia doing it, so – it's poor <laughs> player it's poor players you, the you players know, are one cool. thing but it's also individual like the scheme is the defense has been good like we can't get uh, shit on the, the scheme's defense. been good it's the they've players. been they've been the, like so if you break it down to where the defense has been bad it's been in individual plays at big moments now if i just give that to you in a vacuum to me, that screams players not coming through in big moments. That individual play, that inside leverage shit by Jalen Mills, I don't know. It's not happening to J.C. Jackson as much. It's, uh, it seems like a lot happening on Jalen Mills. I, I get that uh, J.C. Jackson did get burned a couple times, especially in the Dolphins game, but it's happened a lot on Jalen Mills' side. I, you have, I'd have to imagine you look at the scheme and they think that he can get beat on, out, on the outside leverage. So they say, let him have the inside, let him have the inside. 
Maybe that's bad coaching. Maybe your personnel is not good enough, but I'll tell you what, you're, you're averaging something like 19 points before this game, given up as a defense in 2021 NFL, that should be good enough to win some fucking games. So I don't know. I'm not too bad at Steve Belichick uh, as much as you are Ryan, but I agree with you. No, the, the fucking nepotism of having your own kid as the defense coordinator probably is not going to end very well. Um, oh, all the kids do it. Remember, um, Jeff Fisher yeah, I mean, was on there. Kyle They're all Shanahan, the whole NFL is a breeding ground for their own hope. The, the best thing that could happen to you is Steve Belichick goes and gets a job somewhere else. And Gerard Mayo comes here and, you know, gets the position, but don't be surprised if Mayo goes somewhere else. He's already been talked about and had coaching jobs for the last couple of years. And not if you keep giving up 60 yard bombs to lose the game. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't going nowhere. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I was going to make another point in that uh, third and 24, but never mind. Um, let's move on to the other plays that I think lost you that game. Uh, the pick six will get overshadowed because they went back and scored a 75 yard touchdown, but inexcusable fucking play. Maybe that's why they're not letting him throw it, but he's a rookie. This is the bed you laid in. You got to lay in it. You got to, got to play to fucking win. You have to play to win. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I promise not to get on the coaches to start this show, but fuck it. The, the, their whole, the whole season they've been coaching not to win they've it, like they're coddling mac jones but then they let him throw 51 times i don't think they have an identity i don't think they found their identity they don't know exactly what to do maybe the kid's a mental case in practice and they don't want to let him get too down on himself so you know just keep him away from mistakes i don't know but that pick six i'd say it lost you the game i mean even if you don't convert you give them the ball back Less than two minutes they got two or three timeouts there's a good chance they come down and score and kick a field goal to win but you gave him fucking a five-point lead. The pick yeah, seven. that was we're not that should that should usually kill a team. I'm also yeah. wondering too if the uh whole Mac Jones not throwing was the fault of Randy Gregory destroying him and probably driving him into the ground. He didn't look good when he got back up off the ground. Mac Jones. No, he was I thought he was uh, yeah, being in the stadium, like you know, I don't get to see a ton of replays. I thought the the pass. The pick six, I thought that was more on the receiver. It looked like it hit his hands, but when I saw the replay today. Like the game replay, I was like, all right, that that's a that's a bad throw. Because where I'm sitting, I couldn't exactly. I'm not facing like dead on the plays. But yeah, I thought you know Kajuta was that the the left the right tackle. He gave up two sacks to Gregory in two point in under two point five seconds on both rushes. Like that, there's uh, it, it was credible. I think the last three years he's the num- the second guy to do it. Najoku, yeah. I believe, or whatever the guy is uh, from Jacksonville. You know, when you have a wet, do it. you know when you have a wet fart and you clench your cheeks and you're like trying to like scary or just how I yes, normally walk. Yes. Yeah, that's how he was getting off the field. I yesterday. thought he was concussed. I mean, that was a big you could hear it. That was a big hit. And then like he the wind was right, knocked out of him. He couldn't right fucking move. Yeah. Guy loves yeah, to get hit, according to him. It's a good uh it's a good thought. Maybe he was just hurt. He's probably hurt. He's been beat the shit out of this year. And it's uh Kajust or Kajust. Not Kajute, not Kajute, or whatever. The fuck whatever is stupid, get off the fucking team. <laughs> well, he's not going to work here anymore. Here's the here's the play that really lost you the game. Not the uh, no safety high and uh, Jalen Mills one on one coverage. Nelson fucking oh. Aguilar. That's Dr. a touchdown. Hands here. I didn't I didn't go back and look at this replay. It looked like that safety was coming down, but he had the angle. He might beat him and get up the sideline and win that game for you. Or it's going for 40 at least in your couple plays in Nick Folk, uh, miracle field goal to win again. So Nelson Aguilar, you're on the shit list, buddy. You got to catch that ball. That was also a little high and a little ahead of him, but it hit his fucking palms of his hands. Should have been a catch. I mean, if you're, I guess Mac Jones should learn if you're going to throw it to Aguilar, put it in his goddamn gut and don't make him make a hands catch at full speed, but or toss it. 
just yo, know, or laid up to him like an egg. Uh, and that was an overtime too, because he, I just like OT, I said, there yeah. was there was one safety over the top, and if he was coming out of the angle, I mean, you could cut to the left, and and that Aguilar was probably gone. That's yep. 40, 50, 60 yards gone. I mean, it was nice. Mac went to back to um, Jacoby Myers the next play, so you kind of made up for it. So it didn't terribly hell like it, that play hell too. of a catch by. Um, fun fact. 1,000-yard receiver, Jacoby Myers, zero touchdowns. He's the only player in NFL history to do that, so there's a record. What's <laughs> that there? Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, how about Dak? 500-plus yards for the uh, Dallas offense. Can we can we get off of – can we start shitting on the Patriots a little bit here and give Dak some credit? Has he hey, more himself? Told you guys, he threw for I told you guys all along yards. he's worth $45 million. I said that Fuck all – Dude, he, he threw for 400, up, 445 yards is the most yards ever thrown against a Belichick defense. The one thing that we thought wasn't going to happen was Belichick was going to stop the uh, passing attack and let them run. Oh, we were so wrong on that. Yeah, that Dak threw was, was yeah, throwing. 51 times. I couldn't believe what was he 36 or 51. I couldn't. I didn't even realize yeah. he threw, threw, like, threw that much until I left. And I was like looking at the stats. I was like, he threw that fucking much? You mean Holy this morning shit. after your hangover? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was bad today. <laughs> I'm hurting. Um, real quickly, uh, we're a little bit late in here, but just to kind of wrap this all up into the Patriots season is over, let me give you the teams ahead of – this is not counting division winners. This is just teams that you would have to pass to get in one of the three wildcard spots. I'm going to name them. You say yes or no if they can pass them uh, to get into the playoffs. Ray, mark this down. How many say – we say yes. Hold on, hold on. Let me get my uh, crayons out. Hold on. How do you not have the fucking ledger to start the Uh, My son was doing homework down here. I apologize. Don't let him. Always blame. (laughs) Well, I bought a new computer, so he won't be doing it down here anymore. Go on. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Here are the the teams ahead of you for just the wild card. This is not the division. Uh, Raiders. Again, can you pass them in, in the standings? Considering, is that team good enough? Can you get better? Their standings in the league, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, yeah, uh, can't pass. Okay, uh, yes. Broncos. Yes. Yes. Chiefs. No. Mm, yes. Ooh, I'm gonna say no. They're the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, they destroyed uh, Washington yesterday. They're in last place. <laughs> they're three and three. Bengals. No. No, I don't think so. Just the way Joe Burrows is playing. What? They're four uh, and Browns. two. Yes. Uh, yeah, because that, I mean, Kareem Hunt's out, Chubb's out, and Big Rayfield just dislocated his shoulder, so he might be out for a while, too. So Landry's yes. out, OBJ's out, that whole team's Steelers. Up. Yes. No, their defense is really good. And- I'll say yes in the Steelers. They're a fake three and three. They stink. Uh, Colts. Yes. Uh, yeah, probably. I think Colts are his yes. How many we got there, Ray? Uh, for me, I have all yes. Not you. The- the- everyone just. God damn it. It's two out of three. It's a voting system. It's democracy. Click. Do we do this again? One. Nope. Two. Three. Three. We said three. And there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams ahead of you. So if you pass three of them, you're still out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the t- and the Titans are ahead of you too. So <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're, they're a division winner. So I just oh I, yeah, I forgot that division the division winner sucks. get in automatically. So there's four other teams: is the Titans, Ravens, Chargers, and Bills that all lead their divisions that are automatically in. I just went just to get into the third wild card spot. You got to pat. You got to pass four teams. We only gave you three. So no, 
Nope. Good see luck. you next year. Good luck. See you next year. Tell you who is in the playoffs, though. Bills, Boston, Red Sox. And Do it all along. Bad. No, this <laughs> offense is fucking rolling. Knew it all along. You sons of bitches. I'm going to start. We're going to start recording uh, old date Mitch's takes so you guys fuckers can't keep stealing them. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> <laughs> I never well, believed. Bill, I never believed in this team. Or something? I was I was about 82, 83 wins. They won yeah. 93. I didn't expect that. No, and then they've been playing uh, great. ALCS, they split in Houston. Uh, it's actually as soon as you know they jumped out in game two, that game one loss stung just a little bit more, especially the way it went down. The decisions that I uh, go back to, the I had two. I had three originally. One was the Santana pinch hit, which after Cora gave us his his numbers on i will uh i'll retract retract that but i didn't like them pulling chris sale in, in with only two and a third inning in there i think we both agreed on that i didn't like it either bases loaded just let them try and get out of it this is why you pitch sale in the first game like with a half a mind that you might lose it so let them try and get out if he gives up two runs you got the whole game to get back instead they wait to, for that situation to give it to Sawamora in the eighth who loads the bases and you let him try and get out of that. And miraculously between him and uh, who, who relieved him. Um, Brazier might've been Brazier between those guys. They got out of it with one run or two runs skate out of that. I forget now, but you, you ended up down. No, two it was Robles. It's Robles. Yeah, it's Robles. So you end up down two runs down instead of one going into the ninth. Kiki comes up and hits a home run right off the fucking bat. It would have tied the game. So, so good. That's such a bad like you you don't let Chris Sale get out of it in the third, but you try to let Sal Moore get out of it in the in the eighth. It's the only time since Alex Cora took over for the Red Sox that I said he's not play, he's not managing to win this game. If he was, Sal Moore would have been out after the third battery he faced. He couldn't get the ball over the plate. Everything was high and inside. Um. But they come back in game two and absolutely mash JD with a grand slam in inning one. Uh, Devers with a grand slam in uh, inning two, back to back. First time that's happened, maybe ever. And first time, it's the first yeah, playoff game ever with two grand slams, and it happened in back to back innings. There you go, uh, Billy Stats. And just before this, this wasn't on the email, but I'm not. I'm not convinced Devers is still. People are going nuts now. They had a oh, nice game hurt. and he had a grand slam. Yeah. He's still not right. Don't expect like. Don't be surprised if he doesn't get a hit tonight. He's got a hand injury. He's been playing through it. I mean, he, it looked like he was back because he fucking roped. That ball went on a goddamn line. For, yeah, for but he's a not swinging slam. right. His no, he's not. He's fu- up. You can see him. He's falling off the bat. They, he just got a pitch to hit, which is funny because they've been jamming him that inside fast, high and in, high and inside because he can't get around on it. And he finally did. Let's hope he's healthy. But I mean, it was we, nice to see bouncing back after a loss. You need yeah, that. He's going to battle through. Too, Let me give you a couple more key pieces on these first two games and then I'll uh, hand it over. Uh, of all the obviously went in there, uh, five innings, three earned, look strong. That's stupid delay. Fucking dumb. Um, and don't tell me that the Astros didn't milk that they, milked, yeah. they definitely milked it and uh, order after the game too he said oh i rushed it bull fucking shit <laughs> he sucked anyway should have just got in there. Oh, he got dude. shelled uh and burying the lead here kiki hernandez in just the playoffs 16 for 32 500 average four doubles five home runs nine rbis and a walk just an absolute wrecking ball and you know he's feeling ties it. red sox postseason record with five home runs yeah he's absolutely First, killing yeah. it the most hits in a four-game span in MLB history or MLB playoff most, history. Most total bases. like Setting all kinds of runs. That play he made in game one with the bases loaded, Chris Sale pitching that first inning, that was a fucking hell of a diving catch in center field. Because um, that, that ball is going to the fucking wall if you don't make oh, yeah. that. 
Oh yeah. And it's scoring too. If you, if he just plays it off the bounce. So uh, last point on the Denny Santana, I know you were against the two bill. Let me see if I can change your mind or, or, or if Alex Cora can change your mind on the, on the pinch hit there. Not that it matters all that much now, but he's the greatest manager of all time. So yeah, probably that's will. true. He's working on it. Uh, this is what Alex Cora had to say. Uh, and the little stat here to begin Santana switch hitter also had recorded just 14 plate appearances after July 21st. He had not taken in that bat in the majors since September 10th. He also batted 181 for the season. That's the guy you pinch hit. Here's what Cora said. I think the guy in the mound dictated what we did. I think that's a mistake. Number one, that's the nerds talking. Danny uh, put a great at bat. He did. He uh, is actually better against Graveman. The pitcher was actually better against righties who Renfro is. That's who was pinch hit for his two seamers. 99 hard to hit in the air. Uh, Danny Santana went to a three, two count. Uh, had a hard hit ball, blah, blah, blah. Almost got it in play. Graveman against right-handed hitters is a 117 average and against left-handed hitters has a 253 average. So with all that information, you still okay with the pinch hit, Bill? No. Let Renfro hit it because he's the guy that can hit a fucking home run. Guy hit 31 this year. Let him, let him. Like, this is what. You know, we were bitch. I think yesterday we were talking about our Saturday bitching about the nerds. Like what happened with just giving you, give me your best lineup and a guy that I know when you're in a close game like that. And I believe they were down five to three at that, at that time, you had a guy on, you had some runners on base and then you pitch have you pinch hit for rent for the guy that can go yard, you know, and this is what I don't like about baseball. You, you try to play the matchups. I get it. But with Renfro, let him, let him hit. He's, he's hit right-handed pitching all year. Just he hit 250 in the, in the fucking regular season with 31 jacks and like 90 RBIs. Let the guy fucking hit. He's your best chance to get Danny Santana. What'd you say? 14 at bats since July. No fucking thank you. You hit one average. I just sniffs at me. I'm back. Fuck that move. That was a bad move. Let Renfro hit. You have to, you have to give a guy and, a, and a, I'm sorry, but especially you have one of the shortest porches in left field, the shortest uh, Trey Turner had a whole uh, ball last night in Atlanta, 29 out of 30 ballparks. That's a home run in like, so think of the difference. You have the shortest outside of Fenway, right? Let the guy fucking hit. It just so this, it pisses me off about baseball. It's a microcosm of the whole game for me. That really pissed me off. Uh, in game number one, it's funny that the Red Sox are playing so well. We're still bitching about game number one, but it did. It sucked as soon as you'll be up to no. Well, you should be up to but way, just yeah. in terms of the game of baseball and how much it's deteriorated. I think at least from the pitching standpoint is there. It was like a computer system. So both both lineups go left, right, left, right. First to nine. There's no discrepancies in that. Both of them do that. And both uh, managers and their pitchers brought in their bullpen every inning, basically every inning, a new guy to start every inning that was either righty or lefty, depending on what the inning started with, because ideally you get out in three outs. So you only face three hitters, two out of three of those are going to be right or lefty, depending on who starts. So it was like the computer went er, lefty up to bat, left, right, left, send the lefty to the mound and blah, 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 calculate. And they went through four, was it 14 or 15 pitchers? Another yeah, Astros Astro use use seven. And then it, you know, it cost them game two where you have Garcia go, what two, two plus, you know, he, he yeah. claimed he was hurt and it, but it looked like he didn't want to be there. He had nothing and he looked like he just quit on the team. And now you had your game four pitcher come in who also got shelled. So now you're, you're running guys out. They did a good job. 
you know, they limit nine runs after the fifth inning. They didn't get anything for runs or the fourth inning. I should say all the runs came in the fourth inning until um, two home runs late by fucking Darvison Hernandez gave up two yeah, home runs. Kind numbers, of, he shouldn't see nope, kind of made it interesting. That's why he's on the roster for a nine, three game. But yeah, I mean, just at least he's split in Houston. You know, I mean, that's the biggest thing. That's what I was hoping for, you know, Houston 95 win team, you know, they're better than the Red Sox. Honestly, I think they're, they're better lineup, better pitching staff on paper. Well, let me ask you now, now, uh, because this was my take oh, come, come, more. coming into game three here, which I think should be Pavetta. I don't know why E-Rod's E-Rod. Yep. I'm sure they have their reasoning, but I think if you're throwing Pavetta against that staff that like you just laid out for us, Bill is tired and has thrown a lot of innings. Say what you want about Nick Pavetta. I get it. You know, he may come up with a stinker, but he's been good uh, late lately for sure and he was nails in the bullpen for him like don't you don't you want to put every pull all of your cards on the table here to get a pick up a 2-1 win and take control of the series instead you're gonna throw erod a giant walking fucking question mark whether he's gonna show up i think he will tonight because this is kind of his track record has some shitty games and then all of a sudden he goes out there and gives you six innings at 10ks kind of feels like that night to me i think fenway's gonna have something to do with it but i think the Houston pitching staff might be on the ropes a little bit after game one and two. Yeah. You got Uruguay or whatever his name is going tonight. I mean, like I said, slitting back, you know, Alex scores five and zero after a loss in the playoffs plus 32 run differential. So, I mean, this Great is what stats. I hope Say that one again, greatest five. manager in Red Sox history is working on it. After a, after a loss in the playoffs, he's five and zero, and the offense has a plus 32 run to run to differential. So, I mean, that's crazy. This is yeah. why, and I think I told what was it last week before game one when they when they announced Chris Sale. I said I feel more comfortable comfortable with Nathan Evaldi going after a loss. You know, we we in this is it basically set up just that way. You know what I mean? That's what you wanted. You didn't you didn't want to start Evaldi game one because I didn't expect, especially if he God forbid did lose game one, and then you're going with Chris Sale game two. So it kind of worked out. What I think you and I both agree. I think I've wanted Pavetta for game three. I want him to start, but I expect to see him a lot. I, I have Iran on a short, short fucking leash tonight. As soon as he gets in trouble, just the track record of the Sox, second, third inning, you get Hoke or fucking Nick Pavetta up. Pavetta in there, yeah. Yeah. Can, and, I, can I ask go. Ray, I'll ask you this first and let Bill think on it because it might take <clears> a second. If you knew that chorus stat before they set the pitching staff for, the, for this ALCS, would that have changed your mind? about starting Nathan Evaldi in game number one and allow me to uh, make this very clear for you. Cause I understand the mental capacity we're dealing with. If Nathan Evaldi goes out there and it's a close game, like it was in game one and the Red Sox bullpen blows it like they did in game one, knowing that Alex Cora's teams come out and absolutely mash after a playoff loss. Aren't you a little bit more comfortable with Chris sale on the mound in, in that situation, as opposed to a game one tight ball game situation? No, I like what they did. I like what they did because, you know, Chris Sale has been struggling as a late and Evaldi is the one that's been the fucking man as a late. So, yeah, I like what they did. I like. I don't what they think did. he understands what I'm trying to say, Bill. If you give Chris Sale nine runs God as opposed to Nathan Evaldi nine runs, wh- who would you rather give nine runs to and expect Chris to win? Sale? Chris Sale. Just away. And and you look at the stats of his record after a loss. A lot of it's after a Chris Sale start. You know, Chris Sale is, again, got shelled pretty much the first round every playoff that he at the first game every time he's been in there so i mean you look he's always like the david price in 18 came back even, the, even though he looked like shit against in the world series i mean not the world series but the um alcs you know he, they they got a win out of that so it's like yeah they've always found a way 
that the, the offense, it feels like they do well with pressure in the playoffs. And you're looking at like a half a different lineup right now, and you're still getting the same success out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a good I mean, trait, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change. No, I still wouldn't. I, I would still only because you want to set up Avaldi for later in the series game six, you know, you have a chance right now to fucking, you have home field advantage per se. Now that you split in Houston, you have three straight at home. This is when you can fucking shut them out. This is why you go to Pavetta and not Erod. Like, yeah. wait, I don't trust them to win on the road. Yeah, I get playoffs. you. And, and it, it's a butterfly effect. You know, Nathan Uvaldi might have been there might be the reason that they mashed in, in the in those type of games because they have confidence he can go out there and deal. So well, um, when you got a guy coming up throwing 100 miles an hour and painting the corners like he was to start, you know, that's big. And you gave up four runs. You gave him four runs right at the start. So, yeah. I mean, he gets up there. He's like, all right, I already know I got the runs. Yeah. You know, and then let's hope uh, as we move forward here into Fenway, uh, J.D., it's been doing okay. He hasn't been JD Martinez, JD Martinez. Hopefully that, you know, the grand slam can get him going. Same with Devers, same with Bogarts, frankly, you know, that if it wasn't for Kiki Hernandez, that lineup and that production would look a lot different. We'd be to have it. We'd be doing a a whole different conversation about them not showing up because uh, with runners in scoring position, they've been awful kind of all season, frankly. Um, So those guys, hopefully that game two got them, got them feeling the mojo, got them heated up. And Raymond, Hopefully Fenway Park has something to do with it. And those $9 tickets to those drunk college assholes, that place has been electric in the postseason. Do you think we see the same thing tonight in the next couple games here? And do you think it has a difference uh, in the series? Uh, yeah, because they're the only winning team in this uh, part of the country right now, like for Boston, you know? For Boston, Speak for yourself. Bruins are 1-0. Well, no, I'm just saying. Like, Everyone's the, feeling the, the Patriots the pain. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, exactly. You know, obviously we're not Revolution fans here because they are the best team in town. Whoa, right whoa, now, whoa! Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself, Ray. Ray. But the Red Sox are one of those ones that can host the trophy, like that has the most potential. Obviously, so you know, obviously the town's gonna be crazy for Red Sox. That's what we usually do. We jump on the wagon whenever a team gets hot. So I think that Fenway is gonna be electric tonight. I think there's gonna be a lot of drunk people. It's gonna be beautiful. Quick question. Fenway for you. would. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Ray. Go ahead, Bill. Fenway wouldn't be so electric if it was under if it was more than 40,000 people in that place. Right. I just think that's the reason it's so small. It's 38,000. They're right on top of everybody. You're here. Everything. If they had 65, like a Gillette does or Yankee stadium does, you're not, you're not putting the crowd into effect. Honestly, I don't think you're going to get that many. Like now you're getting the real diehards besides the $9 fucking people that for beers and stuff. But like, that's what you want to see in a small ballpark. I just don't see it as a, a Red Sox fans of, being that aggressive in, the, in a bigger ballpark. I don't just think you're, you're not going to be as loud or just like, it's not going to be as big of a factor. Cause now you're in a, like, I don't know. It's well, just- I, I understand what you're trying to say, but I think that the actual practicality of it will make a difference. Like you're trying to say the Red Sox fans are not more rowdy than Patriots fans. It'll just feel like that. Cause Fenway is small, but so what it's, small. yeah, you know, if I love it was small, you know, there's football stadiums like that, Kansas city, you know, that they pack 65 in there and yeah, they're good fans. But that stadium helps them out. It's a bowl that keeps the sound in. And Fenway, you know, acts a lot uh, the same way. And don't tell me it didn't have an effect in that race oh, series. Fuck yeah. Those guys. No, I'm not saying it does, but I th- I'm just saying, like, that's why it's more because, like, it's a smaller ballpark and you're on top of everything. And, like, we're from Boston. We're fucking ruthless. <laughs> and so it's more like <clears throat> mainstream, not mainstream, but it's more like amplified now in like a smaller ballpark. Yeah. It's going to thank you, through, scientist Bill. We appreciate yeah. for your analogy on small and large and sound. Appreciate it. <laughs> sound science with Dr. Cunt. 
Uh, all right. Well, well, well. Oh, I'm finally a doctor. Yes. <laughs> I finally Actually, got it. Gonna, <laughs> I finally got it. Year and a half. I finally got it. <laughs> Dr. Big Mac, Dr. Ferndale, and Dr. Cunt. This is the yes. Superman Sports Show. <laughs> finally got it. <laughs> this was going to ask. I think we've done this question. Everyone does this question. But, uh, Ray, you mentioned it. Boston sports teams and the closest you know, to the title. I'm not going to ask you who's, who's the closest to the title. Here's my question. Are the Red Sox in this ALCS, is this the farthest a Boston team will, will get to a championship this season? Is this the closest a, cha- a Boston team will get to the championship this season? No. <laughs> Who's going to the final? Revolution. Oh, fuck. all right. Yeah, we are Revs fans. Damn it. We <laughs> <Yes>. just... <laughs> Let's see what he did there, Bill? You yeah, mind, uh, mind trapped us. You mind, you mind fucked us. <laughs> you honey dicked us. You honey dicked us. You fucking dumb doctors over here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the dope in the fucking bottom money trapped us. All right. Well, okay. Fine. A revolution. They'll blow it too. Watch that. They'll Fuck blow you. It. Fuck Buffalo you. Buffalo Bills of the MLS. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right, boys. Well, uh, that was uh, Red Sox talk. We're not done with baseball. Real quickly, uh, Ray, just to just let's just give a congratulations, a nod. It's not over yet, but Bills Braves are up 2-0 on two walk-offs. Uh, the big story here is the Dodgers playing the fucking money, playing the money ball computer game on steroids, bringing in Urias. Is that how you pronounce it? Urias? Urias. 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 Several different times. Uh, bringing him in in the eighth instead of Jansen or um, Tri- Triassel. How the fuck do you pronounce it? Peter yeah, Rosetta Stone. I know I suck at names. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, they bring him in. Who is a 20 game winner, a starter hasn't pitched in the bullpen since last year, uh, outsmarted themselves. He gave up the lead and bye-bye Braves win it. You second guess that decision and just uh, how hard are you right now for your Braves? Uh, I'm not, I'm like semi soft because they were up three, one last year to the Braves and the, in the uh, NLCS and the, I mean the Dodgers and then the Dodgers came right back and kind of won the world series and, and fake world series, but nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, I bitched about this in game five when you started Nebel in the first Nebel. inning, Nebel, Nebel, whatever, fuck you, Corey Nebel, Nebel. whatever. Yeah. And brought Urias in, in the third inning, a 20 game winner hasn't lost a start in 11 starts. And you bring him in. It's just, I just don't like the way it's the way the nerds, this is what it is. They want to get the fucking three outs. They'd rather get the three outs at the beginning of the game with their reliever instead of trusting your, you know, your 20 game win fucking starter. You know, there's some Max Scherzer was a good start in game four, but again, you're up four two. Freddie Freeman struck out seven times in a row and you, you give up a hit to tie the game there. And then a fucking error walk off on an error to get for game two. And then game one, Austin Riley, again, you're up two to one. You know, and that's where you, you could m- maybe go to Scherzer or, you know, someone or your closer. You go to yeah. your fucking closer, not your starter, and just get out of there. But Austin Riley is hitting just as good. I mean, he's hitting like 460 right now for the Braves. Here's a thought. Go to a guy you trust instead of the guy that fits the matchup. That's, that's you know, baseball has certainly lost that in the later innings, I think. And it's it's hurting the teams for sure. Um, and, and watch out for Max Scherzer, who's pitching with a dead arm by his own account. So, you know, short rest, That's no. the first start they look- no. So yeah. he's pitched a lot of innings in a short period of time, and he's been fucking nails. For him to come out and say, I, I got a tired arm, a dead arm, I'd be nervous. I was the Dodgers. I would be a little bit nervous. So, hey. First start, he, first start, uh, Max Scherzer start that the Dodgers have lost since yeah. they've acquired him. Insane. 
Uh, it, it could be a, a real clash of worlds there, Ray. If if the Sox pull this out and the Bill and the Braves get there, we might not see. He's gonna Bill be full for... Billy Graybeard if he fucking if that happens. He Is it a win win or a lose? I will. I will be a Sox <laughs> Sox fan though. Straight. Let it until know. The Sox it. first. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. Until the Braves take it, and then, uh, <laughs> then I'm like, I fucking oh, told you guys. <laughs> I fucking said it all along. I would pay Freddie Freeman the... for MVP. Yeah. Oh god, Ooh, if he the would look so good. You gotta get a Freddie Freeman tattoo on your asshole. No. Maybe just across where's the, the ass. Or his numbers on each cheek. Oh God, yeah. he would what look so number? he would look so good in uh, Fenway Park next year. How about you him on his home run swing on one ass cheek? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's he a thought good of it. He thought of it real tattoo. quick. Yeah. Uh, let's finish this show with uh, the other sports t- in town real quickly. Uh, Bruins start the season with a nice W, a clean W. Uh, Marshan gets on the board with two quick early season goals. And is Jake DeBrusque Penalty good? shot. No, that was just a good, solid play. He went to the net. I mean, that's what you want to see. It's a good start for him. I get it. Saying he's kind of an X factor because if you get back to that 20, 25 goal score, I mean, you got legit three lines that you can roll, and that's going to be important coming. I mean, you know, you still you get off to a slow start. Jeremy Swayman, great game. Great, great game. Great game. Kind of gave up a goal at the end of a shift. They stopped another breakaway at two to one. When it was two to one too. So, I mean, it was good, good showing, but yeah, this is a good start for DeBrusque. You need it. You need him. The only thing I'll say about uh, DeBrusque is obviously, I mean, let's just throw away last season. I mean, he, he completely went into a head game, completely fell, fell off uh, season before in the bubble was the leading the, scorer all over the place. Shots were flying. Nothing. It seemed like with every shot he took, it was getting further and further from the net. And last year seemed like the pinnacle of the of the depth for him. If he can start getting shots on goal again, and you know, a couple start hitting the back of the net, you know, don't don't be surprised if if you see him as a consistent player on this team, like he should be at three. I like that. I, I, whatever it is, I like that third line too. Uh, Hula's on there with cool. uh, Bellino and DeBrusque. You know, you got Hula and. Um, DeBrus with a lot of speed and then kind of the big body in Felino. I mean, he's been, again, good leadership on that third line. Hopefully kind of put a spark in DeBrus more, but it was good to see. I mean, he had the game winner. That's what you wanted to see. And uh, again, get to that 2025 goal score. This, this team might be a team that could get further. This is where, this is where his mind went, right? When I asked that question, who was championship? It was We're going to get to the second round. And he's going to say, God damn it. I was fucking wrong again. Thought this team had it all. This is the last shot. They're never going to be able to go again. last fucking time I believe in this team. This (laughs) last time. God damn it. It'll be Uh, on his gravestone in a couple years. Every year. I need it because you don't know what you're getting out of. You don't know anything. Patrice Bergeron is a free agent after this year. Just win one for the captain. Just win one for this little core. Don't worry, baby. Tuca's coming back in February. It'll be. Don't need him. If if Swayman keeps playing like that. It doesn't matter if they need him, Bill. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. How do you start him? This is on. Nope. And the Celtics start their season on Wednesday. This has been the Simple Minds. Without Jalen Brown and Al Horford, they're both already ruled out. No, Jalen Brown's in. Nope, they're ruled out. Uh, Stay tuned for the after show to decide who's right on that. Uh, Brown is. Brown Horford out. out. Suck a dick. This has been the Simple Minds. This has been. This has been the Simple Minds Sports Show Tuesday, Fat Tuesday weekend roundup October nineteenth. Nice job, Richard. We'll see you on Wednesday. Bye bye. Bye-bye. They can't do that. They have to elite, like, just put, like, one headline. Brown is in, and then another headline. Horford. Brown in, Horford out. Like, that's one headline. <laughs>
You don't even need any more explanation. All I saw was out versus New York Knicks. And Here's stuff. what I've I learned. Who read the whole fucking sentence? <laughs> you think I'm going to do that? You Jesus. think I'm going to read a fucking whole sentence, you idiot? I can't believe it was I didn't four know words about Raymond for after all these years. But this is what I've learned doing this show with him. He uh, reacts very quickly with no fact checks. Triggers. And only Hold works up. in snippets. Don't say the thing that I, I know you're going to say. Shut up, Bill. Did Bill, LaBella Ball get arrested no, for a three did. pounds of meth and some weed? <laughs> oh. Asking for a friend. He did. The Onion is a fucking professional, is an, a career based on idiots like like Ray. Because the then I got to go down a fucking rabbit hole and try to find anything that says one of the Ball brothers just got arrested for meth. It was meth. on Twitter. I thought it was real. Twitter.